0: Let's pray together. God, just as you have done for so many generations, meeting people during good times, bad times, and everything in between, meeting us by the river, and meeting us in the desert. We pray that you will make your presence known to us abundantly and apparently while we walk through this desert. In the name of Jesus, amen. So I'm sad, and I'm frustrated, and I'm disappointed, and I'm tired. You ever feel that way? You ever feel like this world just gets a little overwhelming sometimes? Life just gets to be a whole lot some days? Well, in spite of such an introduction, I have really good news. You're not alone. If no other reason, you're you're not alone. I talk... a number of people these days, and it seems like most of the people, not everybody, but most of the people I talk to are going through some sort of spiritual disorientation, work-related disorientation, family disorientation, and for some people, all of the above, and even others. For me, I mean, it's just on one thing, one thing. I'm really disappointed today because I was hoping that this series that we started last week and today was going to include a big adult class where we could talk about all this stuff and sort of hash it out and really kind of get to know it. And by the time this new wave of this, you know, new iteration of the pandemic rolled around, it was kind of too late to turn the car around we kind of just said okay we're just gonna have to keep going because we had so many things involved and so much planning that went into it so i'm just flat disappointed because it's just not time for this next thing and i know that some people would like to just do everything act like everything is fine but the truth is we are a group of people we are a community a gathering of those created in the image of Christ that see each other through happy times on the mountain, but also our exodus is through the desert. This is where Romans 12 comes in. Because Romans 12 is the late-breaking so what in a long book about what we believe, but for the practices of the groups of Jesus' followers. Not just what we believe, but for the actual practices. What we do, what we actually do as the people of Jesus. This may be the ultimate chapter for those of us who live in community. And probably this chapter, Romans 12, is for right now, for where we are right now in the world, this could be the most important chapter that we could read, memorize, and most importantly... Practice during this time in the desert. It will speak to the many lives of bearing represented in this room and in our online community, as well as those who are not present for whatever reason this morning. We're going to read this slowly. And while we are, I'd like to invite everybody this is not required, but still make the invitation to write an encouragement card while we're reading Romans 12. And the encouragement card I'd like to invite you to write is one to yourself. Write an encouragement card to yourself. And just pick one or two things out of this chapter. This chapter is essentially a chapter of practices, but it is a chapter of Proverbs. It's these short little sayings. And as you're listening, just grab one or two and take them with you this week. Like, actually take, I'm saying physically write an encouragement card that you can take around with you this week as a reminder of these things. Now, here's going to be the hardest part, is I'm going to get halfway through reading Romans 12, and your card's going to be full. Just watch. I mean, this, this is not the easiest chapter to try to pick one or two things out of, but... If you do, if you find a couple of things, or even if you have to go back later, read it again and pick one, um, this is is well worth hearing and practicing today. So clear your mind as best you can, listen as closely as you can, hear, take this in for yourself, but also take it in for us as a community of faith. I'm going to read this slowly because it's, it's a lot to hear, and so take this in as best you can. Here's Romans 12. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, God's good, pleasing, and perfect will. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, Do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, So in Christ we, though many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving Then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, Do it cheerfully. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope. Patient in affliction. Faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless, but do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible... As far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, it is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If she is thirsty, give her something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on their head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Thought I could make it. Sorry. I want to come back to this in a moment and in the weeks to come, but first, a flashback. In the summer of 2020, we started the Homeward Bound series out in the desert, literally. I filmed many of these sermons out in West Texas towards Big Bend. And it was an experience because I spent a few weeks out there, not consecutively, but over time spent a few weeks filming out there, and there was something about speaking those psalms in particular out in the desert, because I would purposely film them at different times of day. Sometimes I would start walking out into the mountains five o'clock in the morning before the sun came up, because I wanted to be on top of the mountain when the sun came up, and there was one time when I was, I was coming up over a hill, this large rock formation was coming up over it, and as I did, I was face-to-face, I mean, not that many feet away from a pretty large deer. And I don't know, I don't know what to make of it, but there's something really majestic about coming face-to-face with a deer before the sun comes up, and you can just barely see each other, And she looks at me and, you know, I guess if deers could talk, she would say, what in the world are you doing out here? Or what are you? And there were times when I'd go out in the heat of the day. Cole and I were up on top of one particularly large rock formation one time when we heard movement under the rocks. And we peeked down into one of the crevices, and it was a skunk. And so we backed away slowly. Everything was okay. I ate a bug one time. (laughs) You probably saw the outtake. If you haven't, it's on YouTube for your viewing pleasure. And I saw centipedes, and I saw spiders, and I saw beautiful sunsets and bats that came out from under a train track right as the sun was going down. And I tell you all that to say that there are some things that you can see out in the desert in the presence of God that you can't see if you're not out in the desert. And I'm not saying that God put us out here. I don't know how all this pandemic stuff works. I do know for a fact, though, that there are things that I am learning and that we are learning about God and one another that we would not have learned had we not been out in the desert together. You know what I mean? There's something to be said for being out in the desert. If you're World Five, there's something about suffering together and enduring. The people of God walked out in the desert for 40 years for crying out loud. You know, some pandemics go four years. We get 10% of what they went through. And believe me, as hard as this is and as frustrating as this is, this is not the same as walking out in the desert eating the same thing for 40 days and 40 years. Because I thought and I hoped and I actually believed that we would be through the desert in no time flat. That's why I started that series out in the desert. But here we are two years later, and over. It doesn't even appear to be close to over yet. But the gospel truth in the summer of 2020 was the gospel truth for the people who were coming home from Babylonian and Persian exile which just so happens to be the same gospel truth for the people who came out of Egypt and went to the promised land. It is the same truth. The truth has not changed. The truth for them is the truth for us. You see, we're always heading towards a promised land that we cannot yet see. And I think it's important to say that again, and I think it's important for us to say that as a community of faith, as a body of Christ. We're always going towards a promised land that we can't yet quite see. For Christians, I mean, maybe that's heaven itself. But Whatever it is, while we are here in this world, while we are out here in this particular desert, if you look hard enough, man, there's a lot of beauty out here you got to squint sometimes, but there is a lot of beauty. I actually love the desert. I know not everybody likes it. I love it, and I think I know why. It's because of the roadrunner <laughs> and because of Wile e. Coyote. I'm 49 years old. You know what that means? I grew up every Saturday morning getting up, for an hour and a half and watching Bugs Bunny, Road Runner, and Wile E. Coyote. For some of you, you love the desert because of John Ford. He's a guy who made a bunch of John Wayne movies. There's something really cool about the desert, but never mind all the cool rock formations and beautiful sky. What makes the desert out of Egypt out of Babylon and out of whatever this is, what makes the desert beautiful is that we stay on this journey together. Now, here's some hard truth some people aren't going to make it through the desert. And like the people out of Egypt, some, you've read the, the Egypt stories, right? You know what, you know what Moses' main thing he had to deal with in the group that he led through the desert is that they just complained and complained and complained the whole time. And some people are going to get bitter, and they're going to get passive-aggressive, and they're going to get aggressive-aggressive. And some are going to say that they just want to go back to Egypt because I'd rather get the plague then walk around this God-forsaken desert. The thing is, though, that the gospel truth out of Egypt, the gospel truth out of Babylon, and the gospel truth out of the empire during Jesus' time, and the gospel truth in this present desert are all the same. It's the same gospel truth. you know what the truth is? even though it's scary at times, this is not a God-forsaken desert. That's what Moses told his people. That's what Zerubbabel and Haggai and Zechariah and Malachi and Ezra and Nehemiah told their people, bringing them home from Babylonian and Persian exiles. It's what Jesus told people who would listen, this isn't a God-forsaken desert. And they objected, yeah, what about Rome? Jesus said, it's still not God-forsaken, God's with us. And that hasn't changed. And so Moses, Zerubbabel, Haggai, Zechariah, Malachi, Ezra, Nehemiah, Jesus, all of them, They all essentially said the same thing out in the desert. You know what they said? Same thing that we need to say today. Let's keep going. We need to keep going. Which brings us back to Romans 12. Our job, according to Romans 12, is to overcome evil with good. It says it right there in the Bible. Let us feed the complainers and the aggressive because they're not our enemies. And you know what? I'm going to tell you the God's honest truth, I'm one of the complainers too. I do. I complain a lot. And you know what you know what I find myself complaining about sometimes having to deal with a bunch of complainers <laughs> That's not gospel truth, that's Jeff truth, but it is. I can't, I can't blame anybody. I'm not talking about y'all, of course. <laughs> I'm talking about other people. No. No, I'm, I'm not. But you know what? If you've been in the desert for years, you get a pass. You complain, some. You can complain a little bit. think we all can, because we're all all out here in the desert together. None of us are sitting by the oasis with a drink in hand, wearing a hat, and looking at all y'all poor people having to be out in the desert. We're not. We're all in this together. You know, I've discovered over the last couple of years, as I've complained, that sometimes us all being hurting and disoriented, we're all hurting and disoriented. We just don't always know how to show it. It's just not easy to show. And Romans 12, after all, says, as a word-for-word prescription for the church, get a load of this, straight out of Romans 12, if it is possible... As far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. As far as it depends on you. So you know what that means? It's up to you. This is on your shoulders to live at peace with me and her and him and all the people around you. That's your job. And the way we do this, again, according to Romans 12, is to be devoted to one another in love. And don't forget to honor one another above yourselves. Along the way, out here in the desert, let our hope be joyful hope. When we feel burdened and afflicted, be patient. This too will pass. And be faithful in prayer. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not have all the same function, so in Christ we, though many, Form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. Therefore, please, my dear brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, let us offer our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, and let's not conform to the pattern of this world. Selfish world. We don't have to like the desert, but we do need to hold hands while we're walking through the desert together. This world has turned us all into consumers and competitors. You've noticed that, right? In here, you're not my competitor. You're my sister in Christ. You're my brother in Jesus. We have all these different perspectives and understandings of what God is up to and what God might even be up to. But have you ever considered the possibility that we may both be right? And maybe it's not even a matter of right and wrong. Maybe it's just more a matter of what's inside our hearts as we wander through the desert waiting on God to do something because if one thing that i have found and some of you have taught me this in your own lives that some of the walk with jesus and the jesus life is just about waiting to see what god's going to do so that's fine let's do it together we'll wait together Ultimately, the goal of these two months is to further unify us so that when we stand in the name of Jesus, we stand together. So, come today. Taste and see that the Lord is good. The smell of God, the voice of God. Even out here in the desert, taste the manna. Smell the fresh air. Hear God. Hear, come, and taste. And if it helps you get through the desert, it's okay to hold hands. And we keep going. But keep going. Let's keep going. Maybe your life is filled with conflict. If you feel empty, let God fill you. If you're suffering, endure with one another here in this place. But most importantly, let's keep going. Let's keep going. And we'll just keep going some more. Amen.